With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Before we begin, if you like what you hear on Mile High Report Radio Podcast, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and go ahead and click subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to Mile High Report Radio with your hosts, Adam Malnati. And Ian St. Clair. Get involved with the Denver Broncos conversation at milehighreport.com. And now it's time to get to work. Adam, it's an unusual post game recap podcast in that the Broncos obviously aren't playing. And we'll obviously talk about the two playoff games that were played on Sunday and then the two on Saturday. But this is more about the news that happened before the games even kicked off. And it involves, hopefully, potentially, maybe the Broncos. And that Adam Schefter said that Deshaun Watson has had it with the Houston Texans. That's, that's basically the, the crux of what Adam Schefter reported, tweeted, and he also added later on that the Texans have started exploring what they look like at the quarterback position without Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely um, looking like Deshaun Watson is is trying to push his own way out of Houston. Uh, kind of an interesting video that was circulating after their last game, J.J. Watt giving him a tap on the butt, apologizing to him. We, we wasted one of your years, and, and he and Deshaun Watson had that little moment where the, you know we wasted a year together or whatever it was. It kind, of, kind of an acknowledgement that uh, Deshaun Watson's in his prime. J.J. Watt is. 
uh, further along in his career. And if you look at those two players in particular in Houston, uh, they are they are the face of the franchise. There's no doubt about that. J.J. Watt and Deshaun Watson are the two most important players maybe in that entire city. I mean, we know how important football is just in general. And we, we know, I mean, Houston's actually a pretty, pretty good sports town. I'll give them credit for that. And so uh, to have that acknowledgement of, hey, this was a wasted year, and it was. If you look at Deshaun Watson's numbers, I, he was one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And the Houston Texans looked like they couldn't win a game. I mean, it was just one of those things where if I was Deshaun Watson, I'd be frustrated too. And then to throw gasoline on the fire for him, he had uh, been told that he was going to have some say in the hiring process for the the next head coach. And uh, I think it's no mystery. And general manager. Yeah, I mean, and general manager. There's no mystery in it. He he clearly has guys who he wants. I think that Eric Bieniemy is a name that is out there that he's he certainly was pushing for. And – they weren't going to interview him, and then they realized they made it. It made Deshaun Watson mad, so they called him for an interview. It was sort of this weird storyline, and any human being is going to look at that and go, "Oh, I, I see where I actually rank on this list," and they're going to get mad. So Deshaun Watson being done in Houston that doesn't surprise me, based on the way that Houston has handled things since the end of the season, really this entire season, and. The hope, as a Denver Bronco fan, is that it works out in the Denver Broncos' favor. Is is that George Payton comes in, and, and yes, the Denver Broncos did hire a new GM and George Payton. Uh, he comes in, and he kicks the tires on that and sees what he could do to make something like bringing in a franchise-changing quarterback would take. And that's that's kind of how we're I guess how we're going to jump into this conversation right what would you do to get a Deshaun Watson on your football team and I loved you your tweet of the gif of just yes is so perfect I went with the uh my firstborn son and that would be like the starting point of the negotiation so here's here's my firstborn son and what else do you want and I think it also ties into and Deshaun Watson tweeted this over the weekend where he said I was a two now I'm a ten and I, that the, the two comes from the fact that Bill O'Brien traded one of the best receivers in football to the Arizona Cardinal, Cardinals and, and DeAndre Hopkins. And it, it's amazing to me that you get rid of Bill O'Brien and the Texans are still the Texans. That To me, that's just – it doesn't it, get it, any – It tells you a lot about the Texans. Maybe it doesn't tell you as much about Bill O'Brien, but it tells you a lot about the Texans. In terms of Deshaun Watson – he is a franchise-changing quarterback. If you want to compete with Patrick Mahomes and now Justin Herbert, if you're George Payton, you have to go out and do whatever it takes to get Deshaun Watson. Because we've talked about this. I've seen multiple people talking about this. The Broncos have the weapons. They have the pieces on offense. If you get Deshaun Watson, this is a team that could drop 30 points a game. Easily. Easily. Remember those days? I just had like a little reminisce moment of Peyton and his little bubble screens to Demarius and Julius Thomas and you know, just I just I just had a little I had a little moment there. I drifted a little. And Joe Rolls tweeted this in while the Cleveland Browns and Kansas City Chiefs were playing. And it was a great tweet and a great reminder about how the last time the Broncos played the Chiefs 
Vic Fangio's scheme and that defense held Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs without Von Miller and their top cornerback to 19 points. You bring in Deshaun Watson, you're competing with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Yeah. I I mean, what else do you say there? You you know, and the direction this conversation always goes is QB wins, right? QB wins. Somebody's going to call you a, oh, you believe in QB wins. Yeah, actually, you know what? I'm tired of of tiptoeing. I do believe in QB wins because I grew up watching John Elway win football games for the Denver Broncos because I know that those teams don't win without John Elway. Take Aaron Rodgers away from the Green Bay Packers. Take him away. Give, Give them Drew Locke. They don't win games. Yeah, QB wins is a stat. Sorry. I understand that there's a lot more involved and you can pull out all your statistics and you can give me all kinds of analytics and there's people that are going to that are going to call me uh, a football moron because I believe in QB wins. Sorry. QB wins is a stat. Here's one for you. Here's a guy who I can't stand, but I'm going to give him some credit and I can see your smirk Ian. It's Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow, for all of his awfulness, because, oh, my God, he was terrible. That guy won football games. QB wins is a stat. QB wins is a stat. Sorry. Sorry. And if you don't believe that putting Deshaun Watson on the Denver Broncos makes them better, I don't care what stats you cite me. I can't, I can't hear you. I didn't read your statement because it was that stupid. And so uh, just to kind of put a pin in this, even if it's not Deshaun Watson, even if it's not the guy who we are coveting right now because he's the big name out there, which is Deshaun Watson, QB wins is still a sat, stat. And if the Denver Broncos don't get either better quarterback play from Drew Locke, which is maybe, I don't know, I'm not going to, sure, why not, hopefully, or if they don't get a better quarterback, then they're 5-11 and in 2021, and we're having the same conversations over and over and over. And if you don't like the quarterback carousel, then what you need to do is get a quarterback that will break the carousel. I'm not sure Drew Locke does that. I know Deshaun Watson does. And I know there's people out there who say the Broncos have no shot. There's no shot Deshaun Watson will take away his no-trade clause to come to the Broncos. I gave you a couple of reasons why that's nonsense. I'm going to give you another one. And it's from a sports betting app that is live in Colorado. Sportsbetting.com. They put out the latest odds on Deshaun Watson being traded. They list all 32 teams. The Broncos have the fourth best odds at 5 to 1. Above them are the Jets at 2 to 1, Dolphins at 3 to 1, Bears at 4 to 1. The Broncos are right there. And that shows you as someone who covers the industry, who talks with insiders and bookmakers all the time, that shows that they think the Broncos have the pieces and the ability to make it happen. You're not going to put a team out with 5 to 1 odds if you don't think it's likely. Yeah. I, you know, and, and we, we kind of, we, we do have to put the caveat on it. It is going to be something that George Payton, 
as the new GM who's stepping into the role that is being vacated by John Elway is going to have to evaluate. He's going to have to evaluate his team that he's inheriting. He's going to have to evaluate the the cap situation. He's going to have to evaluate the draft picks. There's there's so many things that would go into it. I, I'm not saying that we have all the answers, right? We know that we don't have all the answers, but we also know just by looking at what this team is, what this Denver Broncos team has has on their roster now, they're literally a quarterback away. They're literally a quarterback away from being a successful team in the AFC, from being a playoff team, from being competitive with the Chiefs, which is what your target is right now. And we went into 2020, there is no doubt about it, we went into 2020 believing that things had swung back in the favor of the Broncos, that they were going to compete with the Chiefs, that they were going to get a playoff spot, that based off of those last five games in 2019, Drew Locke was the guy. We were excited about it, and then we were proven wrong for at least a season, for at least a season. And you can cite the small improvements here and the incremental improvements there, and that's fine. But the step up that you would get from going from Drew Locke to a player like Deshaun Watson is absolutely worth taking the chance, right? The risk. There's risk involved in everything that you do here. But the risk involved also means that the reward is that much greater. And so if I'm George Patton and I'm coming into the Denver Broncos and I'm trying to figure things hey. out, George, sorry, George Payton. George Patton was a great general in World War II. And if you haven't seen the movie Patton, go watch it. Uh, it's yeah, it, it's, it's a it. great movie. It's also kind of inaccurate, but that's okay. It's still fun. George C. Scott, amazing uh, amazing job, buddy. The voice is wrong, but I, I digress. My own little tangent there. It is one of my top ten movies of all time. It is going to be very difficult to oh, not say Patton. I'm, I'm going to screw it up all the time. George, Pat, I mean, we're both history. Yeah. You're a history teacher. I was a history minor. We love history. Love it. I love military history. So it, for it to not be Patton is weird. It is weird. And, and it's Peyton, but he spells it wrong because it isn't spelled like Peyton Manning and it, the whole thing. But if, if, if he wants to put his mark on this team, if he wants to come in and say, this is mine, I tell you what, Deshaun Watson would be a real nice way to do it. Deshaun Watson would would certainly certainly turn some heads. And I guarantee all you uh, all you fans out there who are big time on Drew Locke, believing he's going to make a turn, believing he's going to get better in 2021, which I'm not opposed to that. I hope that he does. I think you'd come around. I think you'd be okay with it. I think you'd probably go, okay, because <laughs> because why wouldn't you? Because why wouldn't you? Deshaun Watson is a top five quarterback in the National Football League, Dude. and he did. And that's this last season. He still played incredible football without DeAndre Hopkins. Didn't he? Did he lead the league in in, in passing yards? Am I wrong about that? I, I mean, he did without Hopkins. Without without his his best friend. Like, here's what we're gonna do, Deshaun. We're gonna take away your 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 best receiver. Go lead the league in passing yards. Okay, done. You don't want that guy? That guy's a winner. He won a national championship in college. He's he's a winner. He knows how to win games. And I know that some somebody out there is going, well, if he was a winner, then they would have won anyway, and it wouldn't have mattered. Uh, yeah, maybe, sure, kind of. I'd still take the risk. I'd still I'd, you roll the dice on that. 
keep in mind he was up 24 nothing on the Chiefs in the divisional round of the playoffs last year. So, I, I mean, I, is it going to happen? I have no idea. Probably not. I, I, I mean, I, I cover, I, I guess I, I, I'm a sports writer since I cover sports betting. Sure. That's what I do. Yeah, I give you that. But I'm also a fan. I'm a sports fan. That's what sports betters are. They're fans before anything else. I want it to happen. I think the Broncos have a legitimate shot at having it happen. And I also think as being a former athlete and being around athletes for almost all of my life at every level, from professional down to high school, competitors want to beat the best. I always think of what Ric Flair said. In order to be the best, you have to beat the best. You don't think Patrick Mah- you don't think Deshaun Watson knows that Patrick Mahomes is the best? As a competitor, I want to try to beat him two times a year. He's going to have that opportunity. He is a fierce competitor. He wants to be the best. In order to be the best, you have to beat the best. I don't think that's going to scare Deshaun Watson off. Being in the same division, in the same conference as Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen, I don't think that's going to scare him off. Yeah, no, Baker Mayfield, Justin Herbert. I mean, the 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 quarterback list in the AFC is is pretty strong. You're you're absolutely right about that. But quite frankly, he's on that list. He's he's on that list. He just isn't on a very good team right now. And and I think the Denver Broncos are a better team than the Houston Texans and would would make his life better. They it would absolutely make his life better. So and I'm let's talk about let's talk about the draft picks real quick because it would take a, a significant amount of draft capital. And those who have listened to this podcast before remember that I've said this before. When you get Deshaun Watson, if it works out like everyone thinks, expects, and knows it will, that's going to be a late first-round pick in the late 20s. Are you really giving up that much when you're picking in the late 20s? It's not like you're picking in the top 10 to steal an NBA reference. You're not giving up a lottery pick. It's the it's the right move. Is it going to happen? I don't know. I mean, we're 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 sitting here getting worked up over something that we have no idea whether or not it's even in inside the realm of possibilities because you don't know what what George Payton is going to do when he comes in uh, and and actually starts getting to work because he has even though he's been hired he hasn't even been in the building yet as we've re- started recording this on the Sunday of divisional round uh, football which is fine but we won't know anything for, for a little while. And and so it's, it's fun to speculate. It's fun to kind of look at the situation and hope and, and see what you think you could, you could come up with. And I, and I agree, you're not giving up a lot. So why not? And I guarantee that a guy like George Payton from everything I've read and heard, because again, I know nothing other than what I've read and what I've heard on TV and on the radio and whatnot. He's going to do his due diligence. He's going to come in and, and, analyze the roster and see what kind of moves are available to him. So we'll see. We will see what is out there and what happens. And and honestly, at this point, I'm kind of excited about it. 
I, unfortunately, as a fan, I'm I'm easily duped into being excited about the Denver Broncos, even when they're five and eleven and terrible. I've I've figured out that hey, I'm now excited about what the GM's gonna do. That's maybe it's sad for me, but at least I'm having a good time with it. And I'm excited too, and I think it's because of the last four years. Like I said, I have no idea if this is gonna happen. All you can ask for is that the general manager or the team that you roots for does his due diligence. And George George Payton is going to do that. And I guarantee you, when he has his news conference on Tuesday, which I, I think is when it is going to happen, the first question is going to be, are you going to make a trade for Deshaun Watson? That's or going to be the first question. If it's from Woody Page, as you, if you saw his tweet, it'll just be Drew Locke, question mark, and that will be it. So I'll be curious to know if, if Woody gets to ask a question at all or if he's going to be there to ask a question because the question is simply, Drew Locke, question mark, question mark. It's just, like I said, it's exciting. And it reminds me of the Peyton Manning situation where I don't think a lot of people thought that the Broncos were going to get Peyton Manning. I think they were in a similar situation. They weren't any good with Tim Tebow. I mean, they did make it to the playoffs and won a playoff game, but there was like, are they really in the hunt for Peyton Manning? Is he really going to go to them? Is he really going to make that big of a difference? It's kind of a similar situation, maybe, if I convince myself. Exactly the same. Yeah. (laughs) If I really force myself to believe, I'm with you. I'm with you. Totally. But if I'm George Payton and I, I, there's a tweet out there from a while ago, I don't, I don't know the date on when he sent it, but Deshaun Watson said, wherever Peyton Manning goes, I'm a go. So I would do it. I, hopefully Peyton Manning can get on the phone with Deshaun Watson and be like, you want to go to Denver. And then maybe John Elway can follow it up. You know, it doesn't hurt to have uh, a couple of Hall of Famers call you up and say, hey, this is a pretty good place to go become a Hall of Famer. They've both done it. And they've won Super Bowls. Yeah, it and worked, that worked out. Let's talk about George Payton. Right. And I, I, I wrote a horse, tracks, a horse tracks topic about can George Payton bring the Broncos back to relevancy? And the key takeaway is I think it's way too early to tell. He hasn't even had his news conference yet. But I think when you look at the response from the national media in particular, where it was lauded left and right, and it was lauded by people in football, I mean, I'm not surprised that Rick Spielman would say it because, of course, he's going to say it. They've worked together forever. So, yeah, I mean. Obviously. But to have it lauded like that, to for him to basically be – the biggest fish in the GM pond this offseason, so to speak, and for the Broncos to get it, I think speaks volumes about the Broncos. And I think one of the reasons to tie back into Sean Watson, he mentioned a sleeping giant. Well, you get to Sean Watson, you're not a sleeping giant anymore. The sleeping part is gone. But I... I, I'm I'm curious to see his news conference because I, I always like to to look at how people respond to the questions and their introductory statement. I don't read too much into it, but it is curious. I am fascinated to see what people say, their body language, all that, all that. And I think I, 
as is being excited about potentially getting Deshaun Watson and and hoping and dreaming. I think the I think George Payton is the right guy. I think he's going to his fresh eyes coming in, looking at this organization, bringing in what he's done over the course of his career, most recently with the Vikings. I'm excited to see what he does, and I. It just adds to the excitement of it and how he's going to put his stamp on this team. Yeah, you know, the other interesting thing about sort of his journey, and I, I don't know enough about it to be to be too uh, deep into it, but the other thing you've heard about him is that he's had other opportunities and he's been fairly selective in the opportunities that he's taken. And he probably could have been a GM for another franchise somewhere else uh, earlier on, but really made some what you might call, uh, you could either call them cautious or calculated, depending on how you want to look at it, uh, choices about where he ended up and what he was doing. And when a guy is cautious like that or when he's calculated like that, and I like to think that he's more calculated than cautious, but when somebody is calculated in the moves that they make for their own career, it should give you a sense of confidence in the fact that okay now they've now they see a, a scenario that they want that they can make work that they're going to go for you know that's kind of the idea behind it is like he he saw in the broncos a place where he could go and be successful just as much as the broncos saw in him the guy who could come in and have success with them. And so that to me is is a really important part of that. When you have someone who says, I'm going to wait until the right opportunity comes along and they can have that kind of patience because they're confident in their abilities and they know who they are. That gives me confidence as a fan that they're going to make decisions in a way that is going to be positive for the franchise that is going to make this team better because they're going to make confident decisions because they've been making those decisions throughout their career and they've been making the right calculated moves. And now they see their moment and they're going to strike while the iron's hot. And, and if that's the Denver Broncos to a guy like George Payton, that's a, that's a pretty good feeling right there. That is definitely something uh, we should, we should be excited about. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. So now let's go ahead and actually talk about some real football that has uh, taken place. Uh, divisional round weekend, which I think I'm going to say this, Ian. I think used to be the funnest weekend in the NFL. But now, just because we haven't had a chance to really have this conversation, I think it's 
wildcard weekend with all of those games that happened on wildcard weekend. But, but divisional round weekend is still a, a whole lot of fun Four football games, some of the best teams in the NFL, obviously. And, and it, uh, I think it lived up to the hype sort of kind of. I think the Sunday games did. I, I think the two on Saturday were not very good. Um, and I think it would be a lot better if the Broncos were playing in them again. Yeah. Remember the days where the Broncos were getting the first round by and oh. playing at home on divisional weekend. Oh my gosh. Really? It feels really like deep. 84 years ago. It was 84 years ago. I mean, just crazy, but you know, I will say this. One of the nice things about, uh, getting to this point and not having a team in the playoffs to really root for is that I don't care as much. So obviously there's one team that, you and I would agree we are absolutely 100% against, and that is the Kansas City Chiefs. But beyond that, quite frankly, like I just don't care. I, I really don't. I, I don't care what happens with any of the teams. As long as somebody beats the Chiefs before the end of the season, I'm fine. I should be good. And is there anything more Browns than how the Browns lost that game to the Chiefs? They couldn't stop Chad Henney. <laughs> Browns are going to Brown. You know, we've, we've, we've said that before we've had that conversation. The, the Browns are going to Brown and uh, you had a chance, right? I mean, you, you almost, you want to, you want to, you want to shake them. You had a chance. You, the, Patrick Mahomes, the, the best quarterback in the NFL. And I don't enjoy saying that. And I, I know you could probably argue that it's Aaron Rodgers, and I, I, that's fine. I would accept that as well. Oh yeah, Aaron Rodgers will be the MVP Probably. for the 2020 season. Yeah, absolutely, but but Patrick Mahomes goes out with more than enough time for Baker Mayfield and the Browns to go down and score. I believe they were down by five when it happened. I believe it was 22-17 at the time, and all of a sudden the Browns' offense just craps the bed, just totally yeah, well, I, disappears. Not- not just the offense, the play calling from Kevin Stefanski. It, it was just did they, did they think that Patrick Mahomes left the game? So, oh, we got this in the bag. You still got to finish. <laughs> it's like they forgot to finish. They forgot they had to actually finish the game, and that was disappointing. And it, it was even more disappointing in that now I have to watch the Chiefs play again. I have to watch another Chiefs game at Arrowhead. And I have to hear that stupid chant, which I hate. I hate that chant. I hate it. It's racist. Well, I, I thought that I thought the Chiefs were actually going to explore that racist chant being used. They were yeah, at yeah. Arrowhead Stadium. I remember that. I've heard that story a few times. I think they've uh, they've mentioned it a couple so, times. So apparently, even COVID isn't going to stop it. No, you 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 can't stop that chant. Apparently, uh, we we probably ought to leave that particular conversation there. But it is it is one of those. It, it's like, come on, come on, come on. All right, seriously, it's, it's just it, another reason to hate the Chiefs. Yeah, just another and reason the, to hate the Chiefs. This was a this is from a couple weeks ago, and ever since I saw the tweet about how Andy Reid has barbecue sauce on the inside of his mask, I cannot stop thinking about it. Like every time I see him in that ridiculous mask. I picture him having barbecue sauce on the inside of that mask. It's a, yeah, like, like I, I said, it's a, it's an oat bag. It's like an oat bag for a horse, but it's just filled with barbecue sauce. That's what it is. And now everyone who's listening to this 
the next time that they see Andy Reid on the sideline is going to picture that because it's hilarious because you can <laughs> actually true. picture him doing Absolutely. that. Of course. That why you know what? And more power to him. I I mean honestly, and it, I will say this for Andy Reid. He absolutely owns that persona, right? He owns that that is who he is. And so that would I will give him that. He would be like, "Yeah, it's uh uh, ever since I went to Kansas City, it's KC Masterpiece Barbecue Sauce. And, uh, you know, I, I put little bits of steak in there. And, yeah, he would own that. He would totally own that. In fact, he'd probably go, this is genius. Can, guys, can we do that? <laughs> I guarantee he'd explore it. Guarantee he'd explore it. And that's Absolutely. about as much as I can I can give any love to the Kansas City Chiefs at this point. And I, I've always been one to rip on Andy Reid throughout the course of this podcast, but what he has done in his career, he is the only coach in any conference, and he's done it in both conferences, to host three straight championship games. He did it with the Eagles in the early 2000s, and now he's done it with the Chiefs. I mean, for as much as I've railed on him, he just an amazing coach. But I will say, for all the talk of the Andy Reid coaching tree that was in the playoffs, I was getting really sick of it because there were coaches that were on the Mike Shanahan tree and it wasn't even talked about Sean McVay and Matt LaFleur from the Mike Shanahan coaching tree. Yeah. So aren't they all technically from the Bill Walsh coaching tree? Like at a certain point, it's, it's all just Bill Walsh. Is that, is that fair? Assessment? Yeah. I mean, that's, ba- that, that's basically if you, tie it all together. And I think Sean Payton is one of the few who was from the Bill Parcells coaching tree. Right. Yes. Sean Payton is, is on a different tree. He's, he's on a, he's on a tree over there, which is fine. And that, and that brings to the AARP bowl that we saw at the end of Sunday with Tom Brady and, and Drew Brees. And it was reported before the game even started that Drew Brees was going to retire. And that got me to thinking how rare it is for a quarterback to actually go out on top as a Super Bowl champion. And Broncos fans got to see it twice. They not only saw it with John Elway, they saw it again with Peyton Manning. And then to get the hat trick, Colorado sports fans saw it with Ray Bork. That's a little Avs reference for those of you who don't know. But, yes, that is a – it seems to be a very Colorado sports thing to go out on top in in just in whatever sport it is, except for if you're – you know, you play for the Nuggets or the Rockies. That doesn't count. Those aren't aren't things. But the Avs and the Broncos, they they have a tendency to make that happen. Yeah, kind of of an interesting moment. And, and, you know, you you bring up the AARP Bowl or what some are calling the Social Security Bowl – Tom Brady and and Drew Brees, for for all intents and purposes, are 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 incredible Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and that game ended up being kind of a letdown. I think Tom Brady ended up looking better than Drew Brees. Tom Tom Brady has has continued to be an effective quarterback. Drew Brees looked like he was sort of wearing down. Part of that was just the the. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers were just getting after the Saints offense, and and you could tell that they were struggling. But you can see when Father Time starts to catch up, it it goes pretty quickly. 
And that's the other thing that I, I wanted to sort of point out. When you have a player like that, when you have a quarterback who has been great for a long time, and now they're sort of coming to the to the end of the road for their career, you have to put a team around them. And that that is kind of what makes what John Elway did for Peyton Manning after that 2013 Super Bowl debacle. What what John Elway did was he he realized that if he was going to get Peyton Manning a Super Bowl, they were going to have to have a defense that could go and do it. And so again, I sort of you know, we watched that game and it makes us think about the Broncos. Again, it makes me think about the Broncos in that what John Elway did was he went out and he put together the perfect team for 2015 to go out and allow Peyton Manning to go out on top. That that was something that you have to give John Elway some credit there. And I know that we're I don't want to backtrack into the GM conversation, but that did make me think about just how good that team was because the Saints defense is no joke. The Saints defense was good all season but they weren't special because if they were special, they'd be getting ready to play in the NFC championship game against Aaron Rodgers, And instead they're going home while Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are headed to green Bay to play Aaron Rodgers and, and the green Bay Packers. That, that to me is, is, is really kind of an interesting way to look at the end of Peyton, uh, Peyton Manning's career compared to what Drew Brees just went through uh, in the 2020 or 2021 NFL divisional round. I, I mean, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> the year switched over. And who, whoever would have won that AARP bowl was, is not going to beat Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, the Packers. I mean, I, to me, they're the favorites won the Super Bowl at this point, because I think they would beat the chiefs. That's how good this offense has been and how good that defense is. And I said this in our Slack channel on Saturday, Aaron Rodgers getting Matt LaFleur reminds me so much of John Elway getting Mike Shanahan. And I get it. Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl with Mike McCarthy early in his career. I think, what, what was it, 2010 or 2011, something that like right. that. Yeah. So I, I get that point of it. But at the end of his career, Aaron Rodgers was stuck in a – he wasn't going anywhere with Mike McCarthy. And now you bring in Matt LaFleur. And I think what's even more ironic is Matt LaFleur – learned under Mike Shanahan. So it's basically the same offense that was brought into Denver at the end of John Elway's career. You're seeing that happen with Aaron Rodgers. I, I think what this offense has done over the course of the year is nuts. Like I think, I think the percentages is 80% in the red zone. Are you kidding me? 80%. I don't think Pretty the Broncos good. were at 20 that's not a fair comparison. <laughs> that's not. A, that's not a. That is not an apples to apples comparison. There. That is. That is certainly an, an apples and orange and blue comparison. Come on, I got no credit for that. I felt. I felt pretty good about that. That that seemed like a dad joke. It was totally. I mean, I have two children. I get to tell dad jokes. It's in the contract. Check the contract. I get to tell dad jokes all day. Yeah. No. I, Aaron Rodgers is is the best quarterback left no offense to Patrick Mahomes uh even though I did just say earlier Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL I, I believe that but this season Aaron Rodgers has been the best quarterback overall so I'm, I'm going to give him credit there the, the other game that we haven't even really mentioned at this point is the Bills and the Ravens and the fact that Josh Allen who 
actually struggled, I think, against the, the Ravens, uh, is headed to the AFC Championship game. The, the Buffalo Bills, <laughs> after a quarter century of ineptitude, I guess, have made it all the way to the AFC Championship game, and Josh Allen is taking them there. And, and that invariably leads to the conversation about the mistake of drafting Bradley Chubb over Josh Allen. And uh, was it a mistake? I don't know. Maybe, probably. Hindsight's certainly 2020. Uh, at the time, there wasn't a lot of people that thought it was a mistake when the Denver Broncos passed on Josh Allen. But looking at it today, as we sit here and we get ready to think about what's going to happen in the championship round of the of the NFL as Josh Allen leads the Bills to the AFC Championship game. Yeah, it feels a bit like a bummer. It's a, a little bit of a bummer, sure. I will say that what would make it a lot better and help people forget it is if George Payton trades for Deshaun Watson. You've been listening to Mile High Report Radio. Get involved in the discussion at milehighreport.com. And as always, go Broncos.